Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright. You're about to hear Success Profiles Radio. I just want to take a moment before the show to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the upcoming show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rates. Now let's start the show. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here. This is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. And as always, I plan for this to be a terrific show. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. But before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Lately, I've been aggressively thankful for my wins in life and business, and on occasion, I will do a Facebook Live about them. My reason for doing this is to keep myself accountable to remember the things that go right, and the other reason is to encourage others to be thankful for the blessings they have received during the previous week. When we are aggressively thankful, it allows even more goodness into our lives. I had Jack Kenfield on my show previously, and one of the things we talked about was the law of attraction. I asked him why the law of attraction doesn't seem to work all the time for everyone. And he said, you need to be operating on the same frequency of the thing that you are asking for. If you are asking for something wonderful and you are in a place of despair, you're not on the same frequency as that thing you really want. This speaks to the idea of being in a positive, thankful state, like I mentioned before. What are you thankful for this week? Think about that, write it down, or even speak your blessings to other people. It will make a huge difference for you. With all that in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And my guest this week is Mike Watts. Let me tell you about him. Mike Watts is an experienced entrepreneur who has six startup companies under his belt, including founding three consecutive multi-million dollar companies in the last 10 years. He has successful exits from three companies, including one for over $6 million, and he even struck a deal uh, with Damon John on Shark Tank. He currently serves as CEO of Love Handle, a fast-growing American manufacturer of patented custom smartphone grips and accessories, and he leads a team of 30 full-time employees. He's a regular keynote speaker for entrepreneur and inventor groups, and he's a guest professor at Texas A&M University's entrepreneur program in College Station. He's a two-time winner of the Aggie 100 Award for fastest-growing companies. He's also been listed on the Fortune 5000, and he has his own business podcast called The Mike Watch Show, and it focuses on stories of failures and successes throughout his startup journeys. And he talks about actual and practical advice for people who want to get going in their own adventures. And we're going to talk about so much on the show. I can't wait. I will have way too many questions for the hour, but that's okay. I would rather have it that way. And also, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime you like. It is free. Leave a review. That'd be great. So here we are with my very special guest, Mike Watts. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, you're very, very welcome. And the first thing I usually like to ask people is just give us a sense of your background and your backstory. We'll spend the first segment talking about this. Sure. Well, you know, I, 
it's been quite a long journey at this point. I've been a full-time entrepreneur uh, outside of corporate America now for 15 years. And we are, um, you know, I still feel like I'm just beginning, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, been selling something, it seems, since I was a child. In middle school, I had, a, um, you know, selling blow pops and, and now and laters out of my backpack. And moving into to high school, I found ways to uh, be entrepreneurial there, too. And uh, not all of them were good ideas. At one point, I, I figured out I could get off-campus lunch if I would just uh, sell uh, these fake IDs for, for seniors because they only allowed seniors to get off campus. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've always had some sort of hustle going on, but, you know, I've learned some lessons about what you can and can't do along the way. Um, I went the traditional path and went to college at Texas A&M and uh, got me a good corporate secure job and, and worked there for eight years and realized after a while that, uh, you know, there was a glass ceiling and I got exposed to some concepts around, uh, well, based out of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a book that my wife bought me and uh, really opened our eyes about what's possible. So we made the this, the leap together and uh, stepped out in faith and started our own company full time in 2005. But prior to that, we, we didn't just jump out wholeheartedly. We actually started hustling on the side. About five years prior, we started selling uh, various products at home and garden shows and traveling around uh, the country selling um, everything from water-absorbing crystals that we brand-named Rainsorb. You could grow plants out of it and add it to your soil and, and make cool centerpiece decorations. And then eventually, we added uh, these garden decorations. We started a company called Yardworks Yard Art. And then we started a company called Ideal Gifts that was based around these hand-carved wooden replicas of airplanes and motorcycles and and cars, and we would put those in mall kiosks at Christmas season. And so we had a good experience with a lot of different types of products, uh, but they always kind of fell short in that I was always a middleman. So I had a, a dream of finding a product that could be just my own. And one day at a home and garden show in Houston, Texas, I ran across the inventor of what would become the pivot trim and the pivot trim is an aftermarket weed eater head that we were able to make uh, successful and grew that idea into a uh, multi-million dollar company and eventually sold the company that was co-founded by me and my father to our largest distributor um, like you said for a little bit over six million dollars and then really weren't sure what to do mm-hmm. you know when that happened yeah. At that point, we just uh, went back to the house and kind of hung out for a few months and then decided to dive right back in, licensed another couple of patents and started uh, Tree Stake Solutions, which I run today. It's a system for underground tree staking. So when you plant a tree, there's no poles and wires and it's better for the public safety, holds the tree in place and uh, keeps it straight. And then now my baby is Love Handle. And it's a low-profile smartphone grip that we launched about five years ago now. And uh, we manufacture it 100% in America. And it's a competing product to the round circles you see on the back of the phones everywhere these days. And Mm -hmm. so we're uh, we're currently number two in the market with big plans to become number one. Wow, that's great. And the best way to start a company is to find a problem that needs to be solved that is not being solved. So were you finding that the problem was people are just dropping their phones way too often? 
Definitely. Yeah. So we were, we identified that as, as a key problem. You know, I'm always looking for, for new ideas and people come to me all the time asking me, well, how did you do this? Or how, what do you think about my idea? And so I have a, a few, few things we look for. One is that it's got broad appeal across a lot of demographics and um, socioeconomic situations and, and that it's something that solves a problem that people know they have. I don't want to try to solve a problem that you don't know you have because then I have to yeah. educate you about that first. So, yeah, all my experience has been mostly in solution-based products that are simple and demonstrable and relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been an entre- entrepreneur basically your whole life. I usually like to ask people, why did you decide to be an entrepreneur? Uh, for you, was it just a, a natural progression or you just didn't really want to work for anyone anymore? What was the big epiphany for you? I think early on it was just that I like to have a little extra money in my pocket. Sure. And I didn't really have a, a way to get it. Uh, so I started, you know, mowing my neighbor's yard early on and, and then started hustling in the middle school, like I said, selling candy and, and got to be a variety of things there. And I, but at the end of the day, I, I think it was somewhat ingrained in me. Um, although my dad and, and mom didn't start their company until later, uh, he, my dad always talked about wanting to start a business one day and he, he did that and they started a, a party rental business um, about 21 years ago and I saw them do that and I saw him break away from his job out in the chemical plants here in Texas and was able to establish himself to be their own boss and I, I just felt like that was what I wanted to do as well. Fantastic. What is the biggest no you have ever had? Well, it was a it was a yes that turned into a no. I would have mm. to say, it was one of those things that uh, we had gotten our product, the Pivot Trim, into Walmart, and they came to us and asked us if we were willing to work with uh, another distributor. But it would put us would have put us in a really awkward situation because we had a great distributor we were working with. They were family friends. They were just amazing, amazing company. And uh, so we told them no, that uh, we wanted to stay with our current distributor. And um, turns out that uh, they were going to be letting our distributor go and went with a different distributor, the one that was trying to get us to, to move over to. And we lost what became about 80% of our business mm. uh, instantaneously. So we went from doing you know, $2 million to about three to $400,000 real fast. Wow. And I'll tell you what, I mean, when you are clear about what your values are, as Tony Robbins likes to talk about, it makes decision making easier. So you you valued that existing relationship over the growth of your business, which I think is pretty cool, really. It was a yeah, it was a defining moment for us because, you know, not only was in the short term, it was catastrophically uh, impactful to our bottom line, but yeah. we made the decision for the right reasons. And looking exactly. back, there was some amazing things that came out of that decision that ended up putting us in a better position than we could have even dreamed of. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's what I was going to say next is, you know, you never know what is on the other side of that very difficult decision. And it did turn out really well for you. We've got less than two minutes, uh, to the break. I was going to ask you how has failure impacted your career? You started to answer that question, but maybe you might want to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, well, I think, you know, and categorically, uh, failure has been a, uh, a defining part of the process and it continues to be, you know, it, I just look at failures as a, just an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to figure out what I could do better next time. Uh, it's cost me money along the way. I've had some cheap ones and some very, very expensive 
failures, but each time I've ended up in a better place. And I think that's uh, something for all of us to really understand wholeheartedly is that you will fail, but it's only truly a failure if you decide to not learn from it and move on and become a better entrepreneur. Absolutely. We're coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Mike Watts, and we're going to talk about so much about entrepreneurship and uh, business on the show. And after the break, I'm going to ask him how he got his deal on Shark Tank with Damon John. We'll come right back shortly. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back on the other side. Stay tuned. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright, Success Profiles Radio, and I just want to let you know something. Togenet Radio is partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We've negotiated special rates just for you at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to www.BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Brian. Sign up and enjoy the discounts right now. Once again, that is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Brian. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Watson. We are talking about his career as a serial entrepreneur. And if you've not picked up my book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. It's in Barnes & Noble. It's on Amazon. And volume two is coming out very shortly. I'm anticipating that it will be coming out in October. And it's getting laid out right now. So it's in the production process. That's a very, very exciting place to be. So, Mike, I want to ask you next about your experience on Shark Tank, what pro- what product product were you pitching, and what was the audition process like? First of all, well, my my story is a little bit unique uh, in that um, I, I'm going to steal the ending a little bit. Is that I didn't actually get on Shark Tank, okay? But I still got a deal. So the way it went down, I always I had this vision, and I've been very much a goal based type of person. I've always 
been the guy to write my goals down and then find great satisfaction out of achieving them. Mm-hmm. So I had this vision was that when, literally when Shark Tank first began, I think this they just started their 11th season this week. Yeah. And so when they first began, I had a, a very clear idea that I was going to be one of the products on there, that this show was made for me and I was going to get on there and pitch it. And so that was even before I licensed the, the most recent idea and the one that I decided I was going to take to the tank. Um, we, we pitched the love handle and they were, they were, had auditions, open call auditions at CES, the consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. And so me and my father, uh, they said, you know, go get in line, get your wristbands. You don't get there before six to get your wristband. But if you get one, then you get to audition. Of course, I get there at four o'clock AM and there's, you know, 25 other entrepreneurs that are, you know, in true entrepreneur style. We're all there early. I want to make sure we get a spot. We go in, we audition. It goes fantastic. The, the producers loved it. They said, I love the product. And, and if for the, the listeners that don't know, the love handle is just a low profile smartphone grip. Fits in and out of your pocket, easy to hold your phone, relevant for everyone. So we're going in with pocketfuls of these, passing them out to everyone. It's a lot of fun. We think this is the perfect demonstration product for TV. Uh, they sent us an email the next week, said, congratulations, you're through to the next round. And we're like, this is it. I'm on my way. I'm going to be, I already had my pitch down. I knew clothes I was going to wear, what the props were going to be on set, and which shark I wanted to get a deal with. And that was Damon John. And so we, we, uh, we, the next step was to fill out a hundred page application in blue ink, oddly enough. And we filled out the application and then had to shoot a 15, 10 to 15 minute video about us to show our energy. And so we shot a really great video, I think, and we send it all in just waiting for our acceptance email. Well, time went by, it took about two, three weeks and they finally sent us an email back said, we're sorry, but you didn't make it through to this round. Um, and I was honestly, I was crushed, Brian. I, yeah. I, really, I was so, I, that was one of those things. We talked about failure before the break. Right. And I felt like failure. It felt like I had failed. And, uh, but I was like, you know what? I'm not giving up. We're still going to do this. So the next year, it was just deja vu all over again. The same thing happened. We made it through the first round, shot an even better video, had even more sales to put down on our sheet that we had done. Cause I didn't want to be one of those guys that goes on the shark tank and says, you know, I, this is pre-revenue or, I, you know, get yeah. grilled by Mr. Wonderful <laughs> that would take us down. Uh, but same deal. And they, they turned us down again. And I, I really, to this day, I don't, I'm not 100% sure why they didn't put us on the show, except that they only have so many slots. And, and my mom always said I had a face for radio. So maybe that's why I'm on a podcast and was never on uh, Shark Tank. But <laughs> we, uh, we, we kept pushing. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm watching our website. And one day there's an order that comes across on our website from a company called the shark group, which sounds a lot like shark tank. And it, it does. Right. And I was like, well, what is that? I looked at the logo. The logo even looked a little bit like shark tank dug a little deeper. And I realized that this is Damon John's company Wow. ordering from my website. I pulled up the order and there's a phone number on there. I was like, Oh, I got Damon's phone number. I'm just going to call him right now. Uh, dial the number or whatever. And I, they, uh, a lady named Simone answered the phone. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was calling to talk to Damon, please. And they're like, um, he's not here. Can I ask who's calling? And I explained that, oh, well, I'm Mike Watts. I own Love Handle. And you guys just ordered some of my product. And she's like, oh, well, I'm the one that placed the order. Yeah, Damon loves your product. 
I was like, how did he get it? And she's like, I'm not really sure, but he loves it. And it's like, that's amazing. Well, let me send you guys a bunch of them. So I sent a whole bunch. I even custom printed some for his book. Uh, I think Rise and Grind, or no, The yep. Power of Broke. Yeah, uh, they're both good. I've got both, both of them, yes. Yeah, they're both great. So they, it was, The Power of Broke was the one that, at the time that he was promoting. So I made a bunch of those and sent them to him, which he apparently really appreciated. Pretty soon, only it was about six or seven weeks later, I get a call. And the, pick up the phone, and who is it? Not Damon John. <laughs> it's Damon John's head of retail and wow. uh, president of his company, Ted Kingsbury, but Damon's there in the room and he's like, look, man, everybody here loves your product. Everybody's in love with it. Let's do a deal. And so we worked it out between the two of us. And, uh, and next thing you know, the company is now me, my dad and Damon John from Shark Tank. And he has opened up so many doors for us and really just been an amazing mentor for me and a personal friend now that it really has been a dream come true. And better than it would have ever been if I was just another contestant on Shark Tank and yes. made a deal with him there because this was something that he wanted, that he loved already, and now he loves uh, us as a company. We love him back. We really do feel like family, and so it's been an amazing journey to make a deal with a shark on Shark Tank without actually going on set, though I have been on set, but backstage. Wow. Boy, isn't it interesting how life just works out better for us when we agree with God, the universe or whatever you believe to just yep. let it go and just let whatever happen. Yeah. I mean, I all the time, God's got a better plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask for those people that have a business idea and they really don't know what to do. I mean, maybe Shark Tank may or may not be the right answer for all of our listeners, but what can someone do with an idea if they don't know what to do next? That's a great question, Brian. And, and I get it a lot. People will come to me at all the different phases of their idea. And, and I always tell people that you need to boil it down to understand, you know, are you, do you have something worth turning it into a business? Because it's very different from having a, an idea and having an idea that should be a business. Uh, because businesses require you to invest money and time and uh, a lot of resources and opportunity into that. And so one of the easiest ways that you can tell is there's a few different things, but one is to make, if it's a physical product, which is where I, my expertise is, so let's say it's a physical product that solves some sort of problem, is you need to make one. Uh, if you haven't made one, then you, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice to find out, does it work? How would I make this better? And start playing around with it. So many people get caught up in trying to protect, you know, like hide their idea in a closet because they're so worried that somebody's going to steal it. But but fear is not something that we have time to deal with as being an entrepreneur. You don't it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a liability you can't take. So you just need to start make a prototype and show it to some people nearby close to you that you trust. Yeah. Let them try it and see if they'll pre-order it from you. Mm. See if they'll give you some money for it, a pre-order like at cost and see if you can start selling some. And then beyond that, you know, if, if it is something needs intellectual property protection, then you're going to need to get with an attorney, do a patent search. Is someone selling this out there or is, has someone filed for intellectual property on it and those sorts of things? But ultimately, the intellectual property is just a small piece of it. Yeah. Mostly it's can you demonstrate this? Right. Right. So go ahead. Even if you don't have the product built. And you can go ahead and file a provisional patent and go create a video, 15 second video, put it on Instagram and see if you can get some orders. Go back to those people and say, oh, we're sorry, we're sold out. 
but just to test the market. Do as many free things as you can yeah. to determine whether the product has legs or not early on. Yeah. yeah. I had Brad Sugars on my show a few months ago. and We talked about the idea of testing an idea. And he said, talk to strangers because they have no emotional investment in who you are and what you're doing. They will give you brutal honest feedback. They'll tell you if they like it and they'll definitely tell you if they don't and why. That's great advice. That's great advice. I call it the, the ugly baby syndrome. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Nobody wants to tell you got an ugly baby. <laughs> Not if no. they know you anyway. Absolutely. So for those out there who are still working at a job and they want to work for themselves, I mean, sometimes the product, a product is a good idea. Sometimes a service is a good idea. How can someone put themselves in a position to leave their their job and strike out on their own? I would say take affordable steps. And I'm stealing that from Uncle Damon, who says yeah. this a lot, um, but it's true. And, you know, when I, when I, when I was working in my, had my shiny cubicle up in the sky in downtown Houston, uh, and I had dreams of being my own boss, it was a several years of transition where I was doing something on the weekends and the, in the evenings where I was trying to move the, move the needle and try to prove to myself that I could generate income. It's not a good idea to just say, I quit. I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm my own boss uh, without really any idea of what you're going to do. I think that you should take small, affordable steps, test your idea, and not be too caught up in exactly what you're going to do. Try a few different things and understand where the, mar where the market's at today uh, with the problem you're solving. And then where is it going to be at in three to five years? Because that's really what you care about. The worst thing that can happen is you try to take an idea to market. And by the time you get there, which takes three to five years, invariably, that the market's moved on. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we've got less than two minutes to our break. What do you find have been some of the biggest challenges for you as you've started companies? Finding the right people is yeah. always a challenge. Um, people that share your value set. People that um, are mo as motivated as you are for uh, success and not just motivated by their own short-term paychecks. Um, that's a real challenge constantly. But then ultimately, I think um, resources are always a challenge. You need to really think big about how much money you're going to need, how much time you're going to need, and you know the, the human capital that you're going to need to take an idea to really scale it up. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. And so that's why taking one step at a time is really important. And uh, and then beyond that, being able to trust your suppliers and get suppliers you that, that you know are going to do what you ask them to do. I've had to push a half a million dollars worth of product into the dump that was made in China with cheap product. And that oh. created my resolve to make my products in the USA. Oh, absolutely. We are coming up against our next break. We, we could go on for hours, Mike. I mean, it's like you're ta I'm talking to an old friend. I've got so many questions and there will not be enough time, but that's okay. That just means we can do this again someday down the line, right? Sounds great. <laughs> awesome. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back on the other side.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mike Watson. If you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine... Please go ahead and do that. You can go to successprofilesmagazine.com where it features a highly uh, uh, thought of expert every single month and contributing uh, articles from experts that I know who I've worked with. And it's just absolutely amazing. In fact, I'm editing the October version right now. And that's going to be a very, very fantastic episode or a great issue. So successprofilesmagazine.com. So, Mike, I would love to ask you because I think one fear that people have about creating a product is what if someone tries to copy me? The importance of patents, trademarks, intellectual property. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, I'm glad to. It's a big part. And you're right. It's a big part of the fear. And I'll say first, I'm not an attorney. I don't don't take my advice uh, as legal advice, but I can tell you based on my experience, some of the things to stick out. Um, you know, it it's become more important it's kind of shifted right so there's three basic things there's there's patents trademarks and copyrights and uh, a patent there's two different types of patents you've got your utility patent design patent and uh, the utility is going to be typically to do with some sort of function and historically the way i've looked at it was always that the utility patent is really what mattered when we sold our other company for millions of dollars they were buying it because of what the content in that patent along with the brand name we had built a design patent is more just ornamental, what things look like. And uh, what's funny is that over time now, because of the fact that uh, the digital media has caught on and uh, the visual look of something is so important, uh, design patents are becoming more and more valuable because they're so enforceable by someone like Amazon. Let's say that yeah. someone you launch a product on Amazon and somebody launches one that looks just like it and you have a design patent, well, then you just submit that. They can judge it and go, oh, well, it does look like that. Then yes, it is. But if you submit to them that my utility patent is being violated by this product, well, now they need lawyers to interpret that. 
right? Well, they're not going to do that. So there's not really nothing actionable. Even better than that is a trademark because a trademark is just a series of letters usually or numbers sometimes, but typically a series of letters in a category. And that's very enforceable. In fact, that's searchable. And now with voice coming out, you know, it's even more powerful to be able to have a brand name that has a trademark tied to it that is, you know, establishing a product. So that's that's really important. And then copyrights is your images and so those sorts of things too. All those pieces are important as you go forward. But uh, to me anymore, the trademarks and design patents are some of the most important because of the, the digital platform that we all sell on these days. Yeah. You have an intellectual property horror story, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I've got actually a few, but uh, the most uh, the most recent one uh, was to do with uh, well, there's been a couple. God, there's been several actually, but ultimately, uh, what happened? You know, we launched our product, and then uh, right after we launched, um, we we were served papers to say that we had uh, we were infringing on someone's trademark. Uh, that our trademark looked too much like their trademark and uh, and we needed to change it and they were in the same category as us uh, now that was completely false and they were just trying to conjecture against us but uh, it forced our hand because uh, they were they were dragging us into court in a different state which is going to cost you a minimum you know 30 to fifty thousand dollars just to fight in a different state and we had just produced a bunch of product with our pack with our logo on that package and uh, it ended up being cheaper for us to just destroy all that packaging and destroy all the product with it and to go change our logo a little bit because it was early on and uh, adapt and then just move on. It's really easy to get caught up emotionally with these mm. fights over your product and your patent and, and yeah. competition. But you really have to try to keep away from that because otherwise you're going to spend way too much money fighting a yeah. fight that you'll never really win. Yeah. What product was that? That was the love handle when we very first launched it. There was a, a company out of Colorado that had a, a, another product that I won't name yeah. uh, that they were building out of their garage and they thought they had invented uh, the phone grip. They didn't even realize, A, that our product had been patented or filed for patents prior to theirs. Uh, but second, they, uh, they had a, a logo that was very different from ours. Uh, but then fought over it. There's been several of those sorts of deals where people, a lot of it comes to, uh, this posturing and a lot of back and forth about I got this, this many lawyers and this much money and how much money do you got to, to fight and let's see yeah. who wins. Right. Exactly. It's never a pleasant thing to have to encounter for sure. So let me ask Mike, when you start a company, is it a good idea to know your exit strategy really early on? I've had people tell me that it is. My opinion, you know, I'm conflicted about this. I, I hear this a lot too. My personal opinion is that if you're building a company just to sell it, then you're not going to build a great company. Mm. You might build a good company, but you're not going to build a great company um, if your goal is to sell it from day one. I think that if, if circumstances uh, you know, arise along the journey that it then makes sense to sell your company, then fine, sell your company or be thinking about an exit. You I mean, I definitely think about an you know, a way you can get out of it if you want to get out of it. But if you start the company with the intent of selling it one day, I don't believe that you're going to achieve the greatness and the potential that you could hmm. otherwise. Cool. That's a great answer. Thank you. 
So here's a question that I'm sure a lot of people are very interested in the answer to. If you think you've got a great idea for a product or a great product that you're trying to really get some exposure for, how do I get on Home Shopping Network? How do I get on QVC? Well, it's it's really not as hard as you think. Um, you know, there's there's gatekeepers in any industry, right? And QVC and Home Shopping Network are a great example. We use a rep agency that is located right there in Westchester, Pennsylvania, where QVC is headquarters. Of course, QVC is now purchased HSN, so they're together now where they used to be staunch competitors for years. They're the same company, and we now sell to the same buyer. We were on QVC on Friday, um, actually. But, you know, you're selling to the same person that's buying for both channels now, which is great. Yeah. That's just just as of this year. Um, But if you, you know, if anybody has a product they think would be perfect for QVC and they want to try our rep agency, I'll just pass the lead right along to them. Um, They'll pitch it and they'll give you an answer pretty quick. But it's going to have to meet some certain criteria. You're going to have to show that there's a demand for your product and that people really will buy it. And it has to be relevant for their audience. And they're going to want to buy it, you know, that much less than typical wholesale probably so that they can make the margin to afford the airtime. But generally speaking, it's, it's not as hard as people think you just have to get it out there. And there's, they, they're, you know, every minute of every day, there's something on TV on these channels, QBC one, QBC two, HS one, HSN one, HSN two at any given moment. So if there's going to be something on there, why not your product? Yeah, absolutely. So how about getting products into stores? Is that also not as hard as it sounds or is that a different game? That one's a little bit different game. Um, and it depends on what size of store you're talking about. Let's uh, just say, is, let's just say Walmart, for example. Okay. Well, Walmart, we've got good experience with, um, again, it's, it's hard to get a meeting with a the buyer there. Yeah. Uh, so if you can, or even figure out who the right buyer is. So if you're just starting out fresh, having some sort of representation in that city in Bentonville would be, would be valuable to you. And a typical yeah. rep's going to earn about 5% or so it ranges of whatever you sell to them, but they can definitely pay for themselves because they're going to make sure that you get the types of opportunities, um, you know, to be on a wing panel, for example, or a checkout lane or wherever, instead of just a regular spot on the shelf. Um, and they're going to know the metrics that matter to Walmart because, yeah, you know, that's ultimately they really care about on-time delivery. So if you're yeah. going to go pitch to Walmart, it's not just about your product. You need to be more focused, I would say, on your abilities to fulfill on time, in full, every single time. That's what they care about the most. Yeah. Wow. Then, and sometimes things come up, and that's hard. Is there a small margin for error if necessary? Not much. Not with them. With other retailers, there are, which is why I say don't start at Walmart. Start Got it. You're going to start somewhere. You know. Get a booth at the Ace Hardware Show and go sell yeah. to independents and listen to those retailers because they will be brutally honest with you and say, hey, your merchandising is wrong. Your packaging is wrong. Your pricing is wrong. And you can work on those things before you go step. You don't you know, go straight from uh, acting school to Broadway. You're no. going to probably work some small gigs along the way and refine your craft. And it's very much the same thing. You need to build up to those big retailers because yeah. that can crush you. Just getting a, a, a deal from Walmart right out of the gates could could completely crush your idea mm-hmm. and any future you might have with it. Absolutely. So financing is also another issue that people have and they think about when they're trying to put their product together. So how do you find investors for your company if you need help with a product launch? And what needs to be in place before you even dare ask somebody for money? Well, what a great time to be alive, Brian, I would yes. say. 
because crowdfunding is amazing. Um, I haven't actually used it myself because we it's it's kind of come along since the time that I needed it. But boy, I wish I had it back in the day. Um, it's I've I've seen lots of companies, a lot of great ideas. I've had dinner with Mark Cuban and and the whole Shark Tank gang, and they will tell you that if you're not if you haven't already taken your idea and put it on uh, Kickstarter or Indiegogo or one of these crowdfunding platforms in an attempt to a validate your idea, right? Ask strangers, mm-hmm. is this a good idea or not? And b get them to pre-order your product without keeping up any equity. Why would you not do that? Yeah. And and get the pub, pre, free publicity that goes with it. Um, that's one of the things they're looking for. Has a company done that before they ever think about adding any venture capital money into it? Absolutely. And for anyone out there that wants to know more about crowdfunding, I've had my friend Brandon T. Adams on my show five times. And the first time he was on the show, he talked about his crowdfunding book called Keys to the Crowd. So get that. It's on Amazon. Keys to the Crowd by Brandon T. Adams if you want to know more about how to put together a good crowdfunding campaign and make it successful. Because he's had a lot of success with a number of campaigns. So let me ask, we've got about two minutes to our final break. How do you know when it's a good idea to turn down business? Don't, don't take on anything bigger than what you can afford to finance with the money that resources that you have access to right now. Um, it's, and it's real hard to turn down opportunity, but if it's something that's going to stretch you beyond your current limits, uh, financially or you know, physical resource or distribution, then you shouldn't take it. You got to play the long game. You got to you got to make those decisions for uh, for the future. And if if you want this business to grow and to become something big, then you can't bite off more than you can chew because you might just choke on it. Absolutely. We are coming up against our next break, and I'm talking to Mike Watts, and we talked about how he got a deal with Damon John, and it wasn't because he was on the show. That that's probably an unusual situation usually you have to find somebody through the show but how awesome is it to have someone like that order your product without you having to ask them to what a great story that is and as we come up to our next segment i'm going to ask about the best way to raise awareness for your business is pr the answer and a lot of other great things mike has a show i'll have him talk to us about his show and we'll come right back after the break this is success profiles radio we will be coming down the stretch very shortly please stay with us Don't go away, and I promise this is going to be a great conclusion to a wonderful episode. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. This is the 
probably heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who's at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me for from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbertubles. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Mike Watts, and he is a serial entrepreneur. He's taken several businesses to multi-millions of dollars. He got a deal with Damon John without being on the show. We talked about that in the last segment. And, Mike, I love asking this question occasionally when I know that I'll get a great answer. How important is your faith to your life and your business? Well, Brian, thanks for asking that question, really. Um, it's It's been everything for us. And without the, our faith, and, and without God's grace on this business and our journey, um, we wouldn't be where we are today. He's closed so many doors for us that we kicked and screamed about at the time. But in the end, it's been a journey where he showed up so many times over and over again and took us through trials and ended up just like the Damon John story with a better ending than we could have ever imagined. So yeah. now we're at the point where we can just stand on firm ground and i'm sad that it took us that long i guess to get here but now it's just like we are really clear that he's in control and we're just i'm i call myself the janitor here i mean i might mm -hmm. be ceo on the card but i'm willing to do everything and be a servant leader just like he is that's fantastic what is the best way to raise awareness for your business is hiring a pr firm worth the investment or do you advocate going a different route I guess it just depends. I've never had great success with a PR firm personally. Uh, I may just not chosen the right ones. Um, to me, it's more about being authentic. And with today, the today's digital age, you can create your own content, video content, blog content that talks about your value proposition and your unique story. Be as authentic and as real as you can. And I think that you're going to get more reach than you would from a press release out of a PR agency. Absolutely. Let's talk about your podcast, The Mike Watts Show. How how original and creative. That's awesome. <laughs> what you do is you talk about business and you share your success and your failures and maybe examples that you've seen of other people. Tell us about your show and, and what you do with it. I think it's great. Yeah, well, I started as just an experiment. I, I made a commitment to myself that every Friday I would go live and try to help other entrepreneurs because I do really feel this deep calling uh, because when people start to hear the story, all of a sudden their eyes light up and they start to say, oh, I, that's, I've always wanted to be my own boss. And they've got a million questions. I said, well, I'm going to create this platform and try to answer these questions from my personal experiences along the way. 
And uh, it's Fridays at noon. Uh, I go live on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm at Mike Watts on Instagram. It's the easiest place to find me there. Or you go to the MikeWattsShow.com and there's a, a form you can fill out there to get notifications or download my free um, uh, five-step guide to starting your first company. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? It, it'd have to be the same answer from before, leaving my comfort of my job. And with, you know, I was really struggling with, am I like, am I putting my family at unnecessary risk? Is the safety and security of a, of this paycheck or I know we can survive. Um, is, is that really so bad then to, um, take this unknown path towards, um, this entrepreneurial field. So to me, that was the scariest moment, um, turned out to be the greatest one too. Wow. That's fantastic. If you could give advice to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy the ride, man. Cause it's, it's, it goes by real fast. It does. It does. I cannot believe how quickly it goes. If someone asked me what year was 30 years ago, I'd probably still say 1970. I mean, yep. <laughs> really? That's... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't believe that 1989 was 30 years ago. It really, it's hard. It's we're, hard to believe, but we're all just here for just a hot minute. It seems. Where were you in 1989, Mike? 1989, I was a uh, freshman in high school. Oh my goodness. You're a pup. Yeah. I, I was in graduate school. <laughs> oh wow! Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Any bucket list items that you have not fulfilled yet? Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got a list of about 25 countries. Uh, that I plan to see. I haven't written my book, so you, you're beating me to that too. Uh, I do plan to write a book and try to give back and share my story to live on um, after I'm gone here. And uh, yeah, so that's a lot of travel and a lot of, um, uh, you know, just sharing my story in ways that will live on beyond me and, and essentially legacy. Yeah, absolutely. How important has it been to have a coach? It's been... It's been really good. My coach has actually been my father, um, who's been my business partner. And he has, you know, I'm the risk, like absolute risk taker, and he's a little more of the conservative. And yeah. so between the two of us, where our average is, is spot on where we ought to be. And so him to coach me through and always believe in me and, you know, kind of bring me back to reality when I run too far off in the left field has been fantastic for me. And he's also a man of faith. And, uh, and willing to let me take the reins as I need to. So uh, he's been my coach. And he was a pioneer uh, in my life for entrepreneurship as well. So he's been a great uh, coach for me. And it's been invaluable, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, as we start to wind down toward the end, I want to ask, who inspires and motivates you? I, honestly, every time I'm around Damon, he does. Mm. Uh, just because, you know, I get to, I see... I see the people around him and uh, you know, that like losing their losing it. Right. They see him and they're so enamored with him, but he's just a, just the most honest and genuine hardworking guy. He'll beat you up every morning uh, to the office and then he's working late into the night and, but he's so approachable and just so real um, that that's inspiring to me because I've been around other famous people that yeah. aren't quite so cool yeah. and, you know, have pretty much let their ego taken over and, uh, he's not like that. And so yeah. that's, to me, that's, that's inspirational because I'm so focused on success, but at the same time, 
I don't want to be like one of those successful people that think they're better than everyone else. So, right. What do you think is the greatest takeaway that you've learned by being around him? That it's a, that it's a long journey, um, but that it's worth it. I love it. That's fantastic. Any final thoughts as we begin to wind down? We've got less than two minutes until the end. I would just say, guys, if you're if you're listening out there, and you you have that deep down desire somewhere inside you to be your own boss, uh, don't don't push it down. Like indulge yourself a bit. Find a way to start something small. Just call it a practice business. Get you a little e- eBay store or a little Amazon product to, to buy and then resell, just flex the muscle. It's like anything else. You have to try it, learn, and then repeat. And then it's a process that you take one day at a time, one step at a time, and, you know, fill your mind with as much knowledge at the pot, you know, consume podcasts like this, learn from people that have done it. And you can, without, with positive persistence, you guarantee success. If you don't give up, then you will win. Absolutely. And how can we find you one more time? Uh, at Mike Watts on Instagram and the Mike Watts show.com. Fantastic. Mike, thank you so much for being here. You were an amazing guest and I really am glad you were here. Thank you for having me on Brian. It's really been a lot of fun. Awesome. And thanks all of you for listening to success profiles radio this week. Join me every Monday at 6 PM Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did to succeed, what they overcame along the way, how they failed, how they rose again, and what we can learn from all of that until next week. Please take care everyone. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And until next week, take care everyone. Goodbye. Have a great week. being a part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life we'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds including expertise in leadership business relationships careers networking health overcoming adversity and much more for more on brian and the show check out his website briankwright.com If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.